I, I'm lost, so I'm turning my time over to Matson. Matson, <laughs> this is your show to run, dude. I, you can't do I'm that so after lost. I after I texted you two yesterday, and I was like, I'm gonna be riding your coattails because I am confused as fuck right now. Welcome to the What's Everybody podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in, watching live. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like buttons, bell notifications, whatever button you need to push in order to make sure you follow us and keep up with us and what all of our episodes. And there's a lot to come out soon. But today, we're doing our live review of Westworld. Season four, episode eight, the season finale. And it was a live one. And I got nothing. I, I'm lost. So I'm turning my time over to Matson. Matson, <laughs> this is your show to run, dude. I, you can't do I'm that so after lost. I after I texted you two yesterday and I was like, I'm gonna be riding your coattails because I am confused as fuck right now. I don't I mean I was entertained, I'll say that, but whoo wee. I uh I need some help. So I was looking to, to the two powers that be. Maybe we'll start with Alec then because it looks like he wants to say something. Sorry, Mattson. We're testing for a baseline interview. <laughs> so we have to We're ask you some basic questions to establish fidelity. <laughs> I, I wouldn't make it. Oh, God. Well, neither would I anymore. I, Alec texted me last night. I hadn't watched yet. And please forgive me, those that are listening and watching. I, I got the Rona. I'm at home. Everything's fine, but I'm. I have a hard time talking and I'm running out of energy, but we're going to push through this deal. Um, dude, I, Alec texted me as if you watched it. I'm like, no, I haven't watched it yet. He's like, you got to watch it. I was, he goes, I need I said, answers. bro, with like 55 yeah. attached to the end. That's how serious this was. <laughs> so I thought like, and that's all he said was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, shit, I haven't watched it. I was like, don't, I was like, shit, don't say anything. I haven't watched it yet. So I thought, he was saying like all this stuff and he's like, I need answers. And I'm like, Ooh, does that mean that I got a theory, right? Or something. And then no, it means that this thing went so far afield. I have no idea what the hell happened. And I loved every minute of it, but good Lord, I'm so lost. And I'm have to, I feel like seven episodes of theorizing and plotting and planning just went out the window. Wasted. Yeah. There's a lot of I, energy. I will say it was kind of cool. We started out with that one host, Rube, Rube, Rube something. Oh, yeah, yeah, From yeah, the yeah. first season. Uh-huh. He was one of the milk drinkers. Yep. And oh, he yeah. starts off, and he's just having the time of his life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and all I could think was, oh, did we wander into Grand Theft Auto? Because he's like yeah. one of the characters in Grand Theft Auto He's got Theft his Auto back. 5. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, this is the greatest thing. Well, and then to build on it <clears throat> early on, the man in black kills this sniper dude and he calls him a camper. I was yeah. like, we're in a video game. This is beautiful. I love every second of this. Yeah, it was a great episode, but man, everything just went belly up. It was well, weird. That, that whole first sequence also mirrored season two where you yeah. have the hosts have their uprising, right? And the humans mm -hmm. are like, shoot, what is this? There's no dialogue options. They're just killing us. And then we get the exact flip-flop in season four where the hosts are like, shoot, the humans are killing us. Like, what do we do? Do we call for an evac type of a thing? 
Yeah. Um, and, well, and it just starts off. And I love it. And kind of your point, Alec, it, it, it ends with, and wow, we're jumping way into the spoilers at this point, but it ends with Dolores talking about one more loop. Because we just ended a loop, basically, is what they're saying. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this show is so meta of itself. It's ridiculous. Like, it just plays on itself, and then it folds back into itself over and over again. And even when I think season three can't be more out of there, then they throw in the video game references, and they bring all these things from season three back even to where it it was just an inverse of the human revolt against the control of the machines – now it's just everybody in for themselves, but it looks almost identical just in the day instead of at night. I was like, it's just these beautiful mirrors of everything that's gone on so far. But isn't one thing that you all kind of got right is Dolores, a.k.a. the storyteller, as the orb said, she basically was running these cities to an extent was the storyteller writing these scripts. And so it was built kind of on her backbone, which we got that right. Kind of, I think. Yeah, like I didn't anticipate the like I thought that was one of my favorite moments of the episode when Charlotte Hale's like stomping on the floor. I'm like, what's she doing? Getting ready to do like a rallying cry or something? Like she like and then I was like, Oh shit. Cause and then like the crack was in the shape of the maze. Did you guys notice that too? And then she pulls out Dolores's ball, her pearl from the middle. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But yeah, we I I said that and I was like, Oh, it's the one thing I figured out this season is Dolores was at the head of this thing. I didn't anticipate it that way, but that's cool. Yeah, and I was over here thinking Bernard or Maeve was in charge the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was this close, and I missed it by a mile. Right? That's, I was so proud of some of my theories. In fact, Alec and I, like, all week have been texting theories back and forth because I went back and watched. I started watching the first three seasons again. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm missing stuff. And so I went and watched and then I, or, and then I started watching, got to the new season, the fourth season and I'm rewatching the first seven episodes and I'm missing stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I missed this. How did I miss this? So I'm texting Alex mm-hmm. stuff like, what about this? It could have been this. And then none of it mattered. It, it Like it was all. We're off in left there. field. Just yeah, it was nuts. But that's where I need help me understand why we're so much in left field because I'm so far in left field. I don't even think I understand left field. Um, so that's why I need some. <laughs> I need I need to be brought back to why we are so confused because I'm confused. Well, it's so interesting because, like, for me, what I was telling Alec early on this week when I was rewatching the fourth season was, I was like, man, I think maybe Teddy isn't Teddy. It's so I was kind of right, but I thought it was maybe Bernard sent a version of himself mm. in Teddy's skin to... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I get that. You know that. what I mean? Because that familiarity was there. So I thought, oh, God, th- that's who he was bringing back and whatnot, because he just seemed like he was getting help when it turns out that the only help he needed was Maeve, and he needed Stubbs, and he needed... So he needed these guys, but there were people that were already... And then he needed the outliers, right? But those were people that were already out there. It wasn't like he pulled anybody. I was waiting for him to have pulled somebody from the great beyond or the, you know, the whatever. So, and it was just, it wasn't that. So, and I loved the twist that these different people and Alec was getting there. He was texting me about the roommate and how she disappeared when Teddy was around. I was like, Ooh, she's not real. Yeah. I missed it. I was like, dude, the roommate's a copy of Bernard. I built off a of JJ's theory. Yeah. And was just wrong. 
I had thrown him down a weird path. So we were going down this Bernard copies of Bernard everywhere path. And so it turns out that <clears throat> it's not that it's her, all of her different aspects. So you have the guy that, that was, yeah, the, the guy deranged that jumped guy. off the roof was, in my opinion, that was the the leader guy. What's it? Why can't I think of the when she was the murderer in Wyatt? Wyatt. There, there's your Wyatt character. That could also have been the the boss. Could have been Wyatt. And so, I mean, there's a couple aspects there. And then the 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 nice side of, but at the end of the day, Teddy's her kind piece, and then her roommate's the dreamer, right? So it's like all of these different aspects of Dolores have been split in order to keep her company. Cause she was lonely. Cause she's in this world by herself and some part of her knows it, you know? And so it's, it was such a twisted twist that I, it got me good, but that's one piece is that I just did not see while I saw her running the show. I didn't see her having to basically split herself up and create characters to keep herself company. Because nobody else can see her, and so it's nutty. So that one got me, yeah. And then the whole man in black thing, like, was very interesting to me too. Because it wasn't that he was like this dude wasn't out to just destroy to destroy. Like this guy was just he didn't care. Like even the fact, like I thought he was going to try to go into the, you know the. Yeah, Why can I think the sublime, but he just no, he's to going to all. shut that shit down. And I'm like, damn, like he really just doesn't care. Human host doesn't matter. He just wants the only people around the terrible people like him. So that one got me a little bit, too, because I thought he just was this rabid dog, basically, that was set loose. And William, while he was that way to a degree, he always had some level of intelligence that was behind it. And that, I think that was the only thing I didn't love is, and, but it still makes sense because he's still a machine version. He's still a host version. He's not the full William and William just set him on his path. Right. So for me, it was like that level of intelligence that William always had that duplicitousness where he could be the good guy. He could be the bad guy. And he understood human nature to a degree it was quite interesting because I feel like now that real William at the end there, while he's in on ice, he didn't actually believe this whole cockroach thing. He was saying, he just knew he was toast. So he wanted to burn it all down because he wasn't allowed to play anymore. Right. He's not part of it. So I want to burn it all down. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to infect the other me that can actually probably do it if he wants to, and nobody's going to stop him. So that it was really interesting twist on William that I just wasn't expecting. And I like it, the the real William, but it was a little odd at first. I was like, why would he just smoke it? If there's this combination of the two, but it wasn't a true combo. It was just a rabid dog set loose. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. That got me too. Cause I was, it was, it was almost like disappointing how badly <laughs> I mispredicted everything. Yeah, like it wasn't one or two things; it was just everything. Um, and the the William thing, where he just okay, world's done. I mean, what was his plan after that? He didn't have one. Mm-mm. Like for what to happen afterwards, which doesn't feel like William. Yeah, William would have had a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he would have had a purpose besides just destroying everything. 
Do yeah. we like that we got everything wrong and we're excited for where the, what this has set up? And I guess before you can even answer that, I'm confused. The loop that Dolores set up, she created it, but it it's a digital version. So how does that affect us humans? And that's where I got confused too, because how does said human even become involved in the loop she has now created? Yeah, so I'll answer your first question first, and that is, I was very disappointed at first. In fact, that, my soul hurt how wrong I was, <clears throat> and I was mad. Like I was, I text Alex, I'm like, "This is bullshit." Like <laughs> I was so mad because I'm not normally that wrong. Like I'm normally a little wrong, but not that wrong. But I also, after I calmed down and was like, "Let your pride go, sir." I it was it was very refreshing. I liked that because that's that's what this show does, right? It sets you up to think. And then when you, when you think you got everything figured out, you realize mm, you don't actually. And I've never been this blown away by how wrong I was as I was with this. So I like it now. My When I first finished the episode, I was so mad because I, I, in fact, I was disappointed because I was like, I don't like where this went. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, why don't I like where it went? Well, it's because I was so wrong. It's not because mm-hmm. it's a great, not a good place. It's because I was wrong. So I actually like it now to dive into what's going on with Dolores. So, because that's really all we need to talk about, right? Everything else was death and mayhem getting up to the point to give Dolores her shot. And I texted Alex and I said, I, Alec, and I said, I think the only thing that can be going on here is Dolores has copies within that server of all the humans that uh. they've ever scanned in the park. And we know from season two with Ford being in the great beyond or the, and putting himself into uh, Bernard's head, they can survive humans. There's no fidelity issues in the actual system because they understand that they're a consciousness. They're not trying to absorb the consciousness and, and, and rectify being a host and a human at the same time. They just realize that they're in a simulation or they're in a digital world. So all those humans in theory could survive as themselves within this new world that Dolores has created. Now, the only thing I don't have an answer for, even though uh, there's this thing out there that's hanging out there that Alec brought up a couple times on our podcast that um, Bernard scanned. She even said it. Frankie says that he scanned me, right? He scanned all of us. He's making copies. So they've been scanned this group that are still alive, which to me makes means it's the only group of humans on the planet now. Right. So, and we don't know how many they are. We don't know how many survived the slaughter of all these cities. How many, I mean, they said millions in the episode, right? When he and, and her were talking, there were millions. They were going to be overwhelmed. And I was like, Whoa. So there's a lot of cities. Um, but for me, it just, to, I don't know how they're going to connect. Right. So there's obviously life, even though, Hale says no life left on earth. And maybe there won't be by the time there won't be much anyway, besides the cockroaches. Right. But how do those two things rectify and compare? Cause I feel like the direction they're going is there's going to be a digital version of with human minds and the host minds, which sets them on a very level playing field because they're in a, you know, and maybe that's what it'll take to create actual fidelity between the two. Right. He, the, the digital world allows the hosts to find their humanity in a safe place. It allows the humans to figure out and accept the fact that they're digital versions of themselves and maybe could be transferred into host bodies later. And that's where the connection with those that are still alive 
come from is they're able to actually find that fidelity. And then we have that utopian world where everybody's a machine and smarter than they really are. I don't know. I, I just went down a way big rabbit hole there. Yeah. Thanks for that, JJ. Um, yeah. So I watched that end scene. I've seen the entire finale like three times, but I've yeah, watched that end scene about seven. <laughs> um, and I still felt that I was missing something. So I restarted season one. Mm. Okay. And every time, you know, season one has that loop. And I think that it happens in the first couple of seasons where you get back on the train, yeah. right? You just restart on the train. Every single time you restart on the train is because one of the main characters like died. Most of the time it's Teddy. Yeah. Oh, he froze. What a uh, great time to freeze. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good thing is I saw it happening. I felt it, so I didn't say anything more. That's but great. you have Teddy, right, who's always dying, but Teddy has to get to the end with Dolores. Mm-hmm. And you have this one more loop, one more game. So if Teddy's not surviving these first couple episodes, you have to restart the loop because Teddy has to survive. All these things have to go into place. So I'm now thinking none of what we saw was real. It was just getting this one loop ready to go. And we rode out on three seasons on this one loop that worked until it didn't. And mm-hmm. you had to reset the entire game. And now we're starting fresh and we're going to try this loop again to try and figure out a way for, uh, you know, coexistence or for life to survive because I think Bernard in his message was talking about how there's no more sentient life on earth. Um, yeah. That's what Hale says. At the Hale, end, okay. There's no more sentient life on earth, which means humans and hosts that had sentience are gone, gone, which means that there's only hosts that are still hosts. Right. Yeah. So I, I was watching, I was like, dude, I think they're just, that was the loop. That was one loop that did really, really, really well. And now messed up. Got to go back to the beginning and start again. Son of a, because I could see that too. Like, because my question was at the end of it, I'm like, how can you say there's no sentient life on earth when we know that Frankie and her girl and her girl got away, right? Which means they're going back to who knows how many. Plus there's people Though I suppose at that point they're not really sentient, right? They're they're yeah. going nuts because they're being controlled by the sounds. But we know for a fact there's at least two sentient beings left on the earth. So how does that connect? But if you're right, if this is all just a giant planet Earth fidelity test. Well, here's the thing, right? And it's a little teeny tiny phrase that's talked about right at the beginning of the season, episode one of season four. He froze again. He's finding the perfect moments to freeze. Son of a gun. Like, son of a son of a gun. It's, I it's swear. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. So there's this little line at the beginning of season four where it talks about these servers have a hundred years of maintenance, or they can run for a hundred years mm-hmm. without maintenance, right? When those servers shut down, Sublime shuts down. Yeah. But we know that the timeline is different, right? So a hundred years on Earth is like millions of years in the sublime which is plenty of time for Dolores to run simulation after simulation after simulation to perfect it before coming back to earth so i wouldn't be surprised if we also come back to earth say a hundred years later so there so life on earth has already died out and Dolores 
is in the sublime running simulation after simulation on trying to bring everybody back to earth but in every single simulation nothing works hmm. dude <laughs> what's the uh... point i guess i keep asking myself we have one more season left and how is this all going to end i don't think they know i think they have no idea I think they got it way too over their head. And this is going to be like a lost situation, right? Where they just... I hope not. Everybody's dead. (laughs) But it does, because there's another thing, right? So we have this parasite um, that's introduced, but we see the flies all the way back in the very first episode. Yeah. Right? So there's connection there with the flies. But humans are often talked about being a parasite to Earth. Mm-hmm. right so i wonder if there's a correlation there maybe it's a teaching moment to try and get people to understand the nature of a parasite and stop mm-hmm. destroying the earth um, but you know greed and whatever went out every single time in the scenario so you're trying different situations different um, kind of paths to make it all work yeah it's a lot I guess, again, the thing I have to remember is Dolores' ultimate goal is uh, to find a, a world where what humans and hosts could coexist in harmony? Or is, the, well, is that... I think a certain version of Dolores, right? And, and that's what is crazy about Dolores is it depends on which version you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that they tried to point out in the end of this season, especially this last episode, is that she's kind of reconciled all of her personalities, right? These these The Wyatt, the the homebody, the hopeful, the dreamer. So all these things, like you've seen the different versions of them mm-hmm. to where now I think she has control of all those and understands exactly. She's probably the only sentient thing left period. If what Alex talking about is right. And we're talking years into the future where humans have died off and we're now they're fighting against survival because once these servers go, they're all done, right? Like that's, there's nothing you can do. And technology is going to go one way or another so it's an interesting concept but yeah i mean it's one of those things where what do you do right like dolores is scary to me because you just never know which one you're gonna get right and it's but i think this one's goal to your point mattson is to have a coexistent coexistence with humans and hosts and just realizing they're both capable of all the things these feelings and the humanity of it all but and being cold and nasty and inhuman right so i I, that's the one i think we left on with dolores but we'll see how it plays out as long as they bring mave back i don't care i was very disappointed when she didn't come back i was so mad so mad i was like i just want dolores back or i mean mave back i don't really care anyway well is it as easy as you get shot in the head. She's not, her orb still is in existence and not destroyed because they did the hail got brought back by her white machine things. And so theoretically, Maeve can come back. Sure. Well, and they can all come back at this point. They just won't be the same versions that they were. Oh, on yeah. Earth. They're in the sub- Cause, sublime. Because it'll be retro, yeah. you know, pulling that data. But the other thing to think of is that wasn't actually Maeve's pearl either Maeve's pearl was damaged or yeah it wasn't Uh, able to be used so that That was was hecky hecky yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that was yeah so it was one of those things where 
it wasn't even the true Maeve. I mean, it was as true as it could get, but like Maeve was never, hasn't been around since last season. So it's an interesting concept, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. There's so much that could happen next season. And there's well, so I'm much so worried about, because it's not going to be for what, two years. Two and years. by then I'm going to be like, I'm not going to remember a thing. And even going back and watching this doesn't necessarily help because all it's going to make me aware of is again, that, I don't know what's going to happen in season five. So like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I think that's the beauty of this. Like I'm definitely intrigued for season five. Cause I'm like, well, they got one season left. Cause that's right. JJ, like they're not, they've said one final season. This is it. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything that everybody said is that there's one more season. And, and one thing about HBO that I'll give them credit for is they don't push shows typically past their, their validity point right so there's the jumping the shark moment that we all know from you know good old happy days days. so there's this moment where every show a lot of times has its jumping the shark moment where it's just too much you just went too far the show's lost its you know that magic that was there and now everything past that moment loses its validity and so this show still hasn't gotten there i was afraid it might be getting there after season three because it was kind of weird season but season four reset it for me. And I feel like they have completely reset the whole show again for season five, which I think is really cool. Like they're clean slate at this point. They only have a couple of little hangers with, like I said, the only thing that bothers me about the end of this show is understanding the, the line of there are no sentient beings left on earth by hail at the end before she crushes her pearl, <coughs> excuse me. And then, the fact that we know, at least based on the end of the timeline there, that at least Frankie's still alive with her girlfriend. Now, again, to Alex's point, that over that voiceover could be talking about way into the future after Frankie and her girlfriend are gone. But who knows, right? Like, anyway. What if it was two timelines again? I could be. I, I, know, yeah, I, I know. hate that, though. Jeez, man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I would have put up past them to do two timelines in the last episode and not. Where the fight with, yeah, the man of black and hail, like it could have, yeah, you don't exactly know when that actually took place. And, and I mean, I was like, well, he's on a horse. She's in a basically a helicopter. Like, oh, I got there at the same time. I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, I mean, he did get a bit of a head start in the truck. Like, he Fair. was driving pretty far. But I, because I had that same problem. I'm like, hold on. She's been in a flying car or whatever the hell those things are. And I get it's New York to Vegas or to Arizona or Nevada, but come on. On a horse? Like, he beat her on a horse? Well, even if he had gotten super far in his truck, like, even still taking the man a hot minute to get there on a horse. So yeah. I don't know. It was, it was I, yeah, I had a hard time with that too, but I don't know. I love that I figured out the, the gun that Bernard put there was not for that moment, though. That it was that moment that it was for, not at the time he put it there. Cause I just kept wondering, what the hell is he doing? Cause the whole season, I'm like, why did he leave that gun there? Like, what a weird thing. And then I was like, oh, I now thought it was going to be sense. for a different version of him, not for Hale, but I thought it was going to be for Stubbs, but no, they killed Stubbs. Oh, I was mad. What a stupid way for Stubbs to die, too. Well, I knew it was coming because he got his block up and he's doing, like, just schooling this one dude. Yeah. 
He died too easy. Him. That was way too easy. Well, Clementine's a she's a nasty killer throughout the the series. So yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. surprising. I was just mad. I mean, you just stuff look shoved it uh his face through a shelf like <laughs> come on man give the guy some dignity i mean <laughs> yeah Stub. this is ashley stubbs yeah. with Let all this man so, die like, with some dignity everyone yeah. can come back in this this simulation though so that's the thing where like mm-hmm. every favorite character everything like are they gonna be the westworld season one version of themselves or are they some newer version but not this version that we just saw like stubs out in the world like that's what i'm also intrigued about like what what knowledge do they have i don't know yeah i know i've wondered that same thing because in theory you would have to take the last scan at least for the humans now you'd have to do the last upload into because we don't have they don't have the last mave that in theory should be on the system is the one that hail or that uh Ciroc created at the end of season or in the middle of the beginning of season three that should be the last mind piece of her but that was on and dolores has that because she's obviously been uploaded with uh rehoboam that's how why she was the center of this whole damn thing so it's like it could be i don't know that's such a hard question those are, that's another but one I don't of the ones i don't quite fully understand cuz they know if they're in the simulation they're in the sublime they also know like i don't know like i feel like you know that you're not in 100% reality so i i, I don't know so here's the que- the last question i asked alec but then was, teddy didn't know though so was does her rebooting this whole thing eliminate everything that's gone on in the sublime up to this point because we know from a kichite that they've been building they've been there for millions of years or thousands of years whatever it is building worlds creating other worlds each one of them has their own kind of universe or whatever and but by dolores going in there and basically to me it looks like overriding the system has she reboot everything that's happened and is she because for me it would make sense if she's starting from scratch. She takes the most recent or the last scan of every human, or the most altruistic maybe scan that they have from the humans that were in there at one point, and then they take the the reboot the host minds as their initial selves and let them factory reset is what yeah saying. exactly you factory reset and then let them evolve. As they have up to and this point, the humans point, right? don't know. They think they're humans in this simulation, and they don't know that they're not actually human. Yeah, I mean that's probably. I mean, thinking about it on the surface, like how could it not be that? Because then, if it wasn't that, it wouldn't work. Because if I knew I was human, but I wasn't human in the sense of bodily form, I was like a digital human. I still don't think my I cared necessarily about my choices because what would it all be for, anyways? You know. Yeah. I think it'd have to be that way, or otherwise, how could this be a test that proves anything worth proving? Yeah, but, I but still I'm also though, if it if it proves that humans deserve a second chance in machines, like, but if there's no humans that are alive, what then? Who cares? What does this all mean? It means nothing. So that's also what I'm confused about. But I'm also, as we're sitting here talking, starting to feel a little more comfortable with Alex' wild ass theory, 
because as I'm sitting here, right? she, she wouldn't just limit this to Westworld, right? So mm-hmm. to that park, there's no way to keep Shogun it there because world war world, <laughs> right? But even I think there has to be a version of the New York, right? Or Manhattan or because one, you can't fit every single person that went through Westworld into Westworld alone. And you have to get that simulation going to get these humans to feel comfortable. That means they have to go somewhere after they're done in the park to have a true simulation. So what's to say that, like Alex says, this isn't the first time that they've rebooted the system and said, time to start from scratch. Maybe season one was the beginning of this loop and it just failed. And now we're starting over. Right. So we're trying to figure out. Watch the train scenes back because every single (laughs) single one of them is different to who uh, Teddy interacts with, to how he walks, to where he walks, to who interacts with them. Every single one is different from when Mm -hmm. he walks off the train. There is not a single one where he follows the same loop, which if you were testing to see, you know, which decisions would lead to a successful simulation, you would have to do. Yeah. But it's it's crazy. Like I was watching like, oh no. What is this? If they did this, I'd be so mad and so impressed. I just rewatched the whole bloody series without finishing this. Now I'm gonna have to do it again. God, this show kills me. I won't um, be doing that. Yeah, just, I probably so, will. But insane. I'll probably watch it at least a couple more times before the because I got two years before I get my Westworld fix. And I I just love this show. I think this show is one of the most well written TV shows I've ever seen in my life. But I'm with Alec. I don't think they know what they're doing half the time. They just kind of make it up as they go. I swear to God. I know that's not true. But because I'll, the... I'll break your brain a little bit more. Oh, boy. Okay. But this is one where I feel like the writers lost track of what they're doing. Right. Okay. Um, just because it's it's a line from season one. And it's the first episode where Ford is talking to Bernard about how there's no disease. They can cure everything. Um, you know, nobody gets sick. The weak don't die off. Everybody's okay, right? Season four, Frankie's mom dies of cancer. Why would you do that to me? So, if in season one they've cured all disease, are they in a simulation where disease doesn't exist? Wow. I feel like it might have been a misconnect because this has happened eight years after this one line by Anthony. Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. But I listened to it. I was like, "Huh?" About that's that. intriguing. If it's if it's on purpose, well played. But I I feel like too much time has passed for that to be on purpose. But I noticed, yeah. and I was like, "Ooh, ooh." <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I don't know. Mm. Who's the who the runs this show again? Oh, what's his name? It's what's his face's brother. Oh, Batman. Uh, Batman begins. Oh, Nolan. One of the Nolan yeah, boys. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Nolan is the and his wife Lisa Joy. Those are the two that write this show, and I just I don't feel like a Nolan would just willy nilly do some stuff and. Lisa Joy, like one of my favorite parts of the post where they talk about the making of the show is when she's on screen talking because she's you can tell she's so passionate about the project. But 
I don't know, man. That I just don't. I feel it's like they stretch. don't miss things on purpose in this show. But that was something. And then I told you about the mirrors, right? And how everything reflects back. Yeah. So the line when uh, Dolores is talking to her roommate after uh, Hale removes her pearl, right? And there's mm-hmm. that tree. There's the bench. She's talking about the beautiful things in life. Those are the first words Dolores says in the voiceover in season mm-hmm. one. So I was like, I know they've gone back and they're watching these episodes. Oh, yeah. No, I and, knew that. Like, I was listening to that going, oh, that's because that's that's her. Because that to me, that person, once I figured out what was going on, they showed that that was part of her personality. That that's always the hopeful side of Dolores. Right. And and the Dolores we were watching walk around as Christine was not an actual part of Dolores. She was just this empty shell that was doing what she was designed to do through the system. Right. And everyone that was around her were the pieces of her guiding her in all the different ways. Like Wyatt was the guy, it had to have been the boss that was Wyatt because Wyatt's the guy that's pushing her to write shitty stories for everyone. And the chaos and the mayhem is what she's driving people to do because, and then that roommates trying to find her a partner, her love, like putting her, setting her up on dates and stuff like that, because that's the part that was in love with Teddy. That's the part that was hopeful and then you had the guy that jumped off the bridge or whatever that was like the part that was tortured constantly by the man in black and by other people in the park, like all of those pieces coming together. So, yeah, I mean, when she started spouting that stuff off, I'm like, and that's to me where she realized all of this is who I am. And this is the one that I really need to grasp onto and lean into, which I guarantee she's going to have to use all of those personalities and thought processes to get through this experiment she's running Maybe it's not the first time she's done it, but man, one last loop. All right. Well, what a great season. Caught me by surprise. Any final thoughts before we end this thing? Like I, uh, still lost. I started where <laughs> I just ended this season where season four, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. And we ended with, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a great season. I ranks up there with the first season for me. Like it was so good. So good. So all right. Well, there it is. Uh we've done a full season of Westworld. We got some crazy stuff coming up. In fact, Matt, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us and where they can see us in the future? Yeah, you can find us at, at what's our verdict? Um on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, at What's Our Verdict Reviews. Come listen to us there for all of our movie and TV shows. Uh so I actually could remember what movie and tv shows we're doing because if you listen to us a lot there's two i always forget one of them is the rings of power Mm -hmm. uh the other is Andor. uh no uh, our star wars show we've got um she hulk coming up uh bullet train's gonna be dropping here shortly from a movie review but again tv's king right now i can't even be on bullet train can't think of a movie in theaters that we are excited to see here in the next little while. There's just not much out there that I think really warrants our time. So a lot of TV upcoming. Um, check us out at what's our verdict.com to see what's, what's releasing here this month in in future months. And then TikTok especially to see movie trivia, to see JJ and I get roasted, recent posting of a tiger doing weird things. Um, Alec furthering his conspiracy theory with food and showing us how to can food. Um, amongst other things. And uh, we're going to be dropping uh, Matson's Cool Shit where we talk about some technology that was vital or changing in our opinion and 
um, JJ drop in JJ's dumb shit. We're trying to kind of branch out beyond movies and TV shows to talk about other random things as well to entertain you all in this year of 2022. But thank you all again. Um, hit that follow, like, or subscribe, and come listen to us. Definitely. Thanks, Madsen. And with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic Cinematic